Hello to all you doinks out there, and welcome back to another episode of Doink. Uh, this week, it is just myself and Josh going over the week that was for shitty picks in the NFL. Yeah, week six. Sucked. Uh, recap week seven predictions. Oh. Um, yeah. We, this is rough. We kind of fucked up a lot. We both were under 500. Yep. Whereas our our female counterparts, uh, Angela and Michaela, were both eight and six. Yes. So kudos to them. Good on them. Yep. Um, Michaela is running away with the pick uh, score right now through, I think, three or four weeks. She's almost doubled her amount of losses, or she has doubled her amount of losses with wins. Okay. Well, we have a Bill Belichick on hand, I guess, right? I apparently going on. Apparently, as a New England Patriots fan, she is Bill Belichick. Yeah, with her picks. And we are our respective coaches. <laughs> hey, listen, uh, no, don't you ever compare me to Matt Nagy. It's true. Sh- too, true. It's and so I, true, though. I honestly wasn't comparing myself to Nick Sirianni either. I was more like Doug Peterson. But God, what a week. Disregard. Going into this week, uh, I had a five-game lead on Dave. I was 51-29, and 29, where Dave was 46-34. and 34. Michaela and Angela. Michaela was 23-9. and nine. Angela was 22-26. and 26. The week did not start off good for you. No. <laughs> no. We're going to go into each game, but you lost what? The first four or five? I lost four. So, of the way we have the games listed, I lost four. Won two. Lost one. Won a straight four. And then went over for the last three games. God. And and speaking about starting the week off sad. I mean, don't get me wrong. I started the week off strong. I started the week off with two consecutive wins. And then it just all fell, fell apart. So let's start the week off right. Let's start the week off with Thursday Night Football. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Tampa Bay comes out on top, twenty-eight to twenty-two, when they were leading for a point, twenty-eight to seven. So they let the, the Bucks let the Eagles back into this mm-hmm. game. They did, um, but, but the Bucks also let Tom Brady sit way too long in the pocket, which allowed him to link with Brown twice. Yeah, yeah, he just kept he he was picking apart the defense. He was clean the entire game. Mm-hmm. Um, he did have the interception, but I believe that was on like a deflected ball. It was on a weird, weird play. Um. But, I mean, this proves once again that, like, Tampa Bay is one of those teams where if they want to turn it off, they can turn it off. And then if they need to turn it back on, they can they turn can. it back on. Um, The biggest thing that came out of here, though, um, to me, was just how inept Philly's offense was. They're, 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 our offense is carried by our quarterback. Like, well, no. In this game, it was carried by penalties by Tampa Bay. The two pass interference penalties set mm-hmm. them up right on the goal line. Yeah. It's like Tampa Bay is the most penalized team in the NFL. Um, they were talking about that the entire time. It's usually time. Philly. Yeah, I know. It's usually um, Philly. But, like, the Eagles did score the last 15. But that was primarily because it looked like just Tampa Bay took their foot off the pedal. And mm-hmm. then on top of it, like I said, the pass interference penalties really bit Tampa Bay in the ass. It really kept um, kept it's, the Eagles in this it's, game. It's because Philly doesn't know how to get the ball down the field otherwise except for P.I. penalty. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, to me, the guy who really showed up in this game, I don't know what you have for notes, but was Leonard Fournette. Yeah. He touched the ball 28 times, um, yeah. rushing and receiving total. So, 
127 I, I, yards, I, man. Ironically, about Leonard Fournette, gotta love him. Great football player. He was a, he was my, a first my, round pick. My fiance is the luckiest person <sighs> in fantasy football. So she has him? Every single week, she has somebody new have the game of their life. This week, of course, her and I were playing. And after Thursday, she was beating me 60 points to five. Because she had Fournette, Brown, and Godwin. Wow. And I had Devontae Smith. Yikes. So, I mean, needless if they, to say, if they counted passing the franchise, you probably would have gotten a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, needless to say, Fournette is a great football player, and he was incredible yeah. for Tampa. Yeah, he was. Two touchdowns as well. Disregarding that heartbreak on Thursday night. We had a heartbreak Friday morning as well. Yes, yes. I'll let you go with that one. Unbeknownst to all of us, Thursday night football was the farewell game for my beloved tight end, Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz went to bed on Thursday 2-4 and four and woke up 5-0 and oh as he was traded to the Arizona Cardinals. I hope... I know I picked Cleveland to win the Super Bowl. I hope just because Zach Ertz is now part of that squad that Arizona wins the Super Bowl so he gets another ring for another bird. <laughs> I mean, he almost feels like he's he was just an, uh, another he was, piece. That he, was just... an, he was another piece in that offense, but we didn't know how to use him because Philly doesn't know how to play offense. Zach Ertz, I don't think he was eligible to play this week because he played Thursday. But if he is eligible to play in week seven, if if Murray utilizes him as a receiving tight end, which is what he is, he is, he'll get at least 10 targets, 11 targets throughout the whole game, if not more. Well, I mean, Murray's got a lot of people to spread the ball. He's got a lot of people. That's why I said so little. Okay. That's a lot. Ten targets? I don't think... Well, we'll get to the Bears. Murray chucks the ball a ton. I know. I'm just saying. Ten targets. It's a lot of targets. It's a lot of targets. (sighs) Moving on. London. 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 The Miami Dolphins taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think the Jags just need to move to London. I I would not be surprised if they became the Tottenham Jaguars. My God. Is, now, this is the first game they've won since week one of 2020 <laughs> when Gardner Minshew went in the back the and stash. said, this is the start, this is not the end, and then they went 0-20. Yep. And then they win in Miami. No, in London. In London, that's right, in London, um, breaking a 20-game losing streak and giving Urban Meyer his first NFL career win. I, I said deserve it. I said it last week. All they gotta do is get Urban Meyer away, away from, from all from those, those college girls and the college girls, and he can probably put together a halfway decent offensive game plan. And with a little bit of luck, a little bit of luck, they they're gonna win. Um, Didn't that game go to OT, nope. or did it just end right before field goal? As time expired, which there was a lot of which that there was a week. missed field goal just a few minutes earlier in that game, where if they. Had scored that field goal, they would have been ahead. They wouldn't have had to worry about that last minute field goal. Yeah. Um. The big thing was is um the Jaguars defense is the one that came up with the stop at the end of the mm-hmm. game to 
to allow the, the uh, offense. The fourth down. The fourth down stop. stop. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's just what I'm noticing about these two teams, and I don't know how you feel about them. These teams aren't going to win a lot of games if they're throwing the ball 40-plus times. No. Like, like 40. Uh, I think Miami threw the ball 48 times, and Jacksonville threw the ball 47 times. Like, why are they throwing it that much? If you're trying to develop young quarterbacks, shouldn't you be trying to run the ball? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, even though my team lost this past week, Chicago is running the ball mm-hmm. to protect the quarterback, their young quarterback to help him learn, and he's throwing the ball less than 20 times. You're seeing all these, like, third, fourth, fifth-year quarterbacks with completions under 20 but attempts under 25. Like, yeah, because they're efficient. Yeah. Um, Carson Wentz, I dog on him a ton. He went 11 for 20 with 223 yards and two TDs yeah, in his game. Yeah, it's 10 yards per attempt. That's what you want. Exactly. Because you're going after the sticks. And they also rushed. Their leading rusher rushed for 145 yards in that game of offense. There you go. That's the kind of balance you need. To win these football games. Yeah, we're going to get to a few games that were like that as well. Because it wasn't just that one. It was a few more. We'll, um, get, we'll get back into that Houston Indy game a little bit later. But London, man. I mean, the, at least they're getting entertaining games. Mm-hmm. because even Is though there they, another London game this coming week? Uh, I don't know. But the games that they've gotten, even though they've been bad teams, mm-hmm. have been entertaining. Yeah. At least they've been entertaining. I mean, considering Jacksonville's been, I think in the last six, six they've been in the last six years... Um, except for the COVID year because they couldn't travel. Yeah. At least the last six or seven seasons, the Jacksonville Jaguars have had a game in London. I think so. Every single year. I think so. So so that crowd has followed the Jags. They are really behind the Jaguars in that. I feel bad for them. <laughs> considering <laughs> considering considering the, the teams football could... that they get to see compared to the football that they get to see on a regular basis. Okay. All right. I guess Tottenham's taught. Hey, I'm I'm a ho- uh, soccer fan. I know you are. So Tottenham Hotspur, always a thorn in my side, but they are a good football team. I know, I know. The Jacksonville Jaguars are not a good football team. No, they are not. Neither football. Nope. Moving on Whew. to the Minnesota Vikings against the Carolina Panthers in Carolina. <sighs> what? I'll let you go on this one. Uh, what? You're in your in Kirk you don't trust? I don't trust in Kirk. I mean, look at what his running back did. Look at the Cook. fact that the tur- that the Panthers lost a turnover battle 3 to 1 and nearly still squeaked this game out. They got the game to overtime. Mm-hmm. Look at the fact that the very first play of the game was an interception. Yeah. For for Carolina, they threw the ball away on the very first play of the game. The problem is this this Carolina defense that we were so excited so about, you know, with all these shutouts and playing so well. They gave up 571 yards of offense and didn't hit Kirk Cousins once. Mm-hmm. You know who is... There's a plane. That is a low-flying That is plane. really low, considering we are in a basement. Yeah. And we can hear... I don't know if you guys heard that on... Well, we'll, we're about to find out when we when we post this. But if anybody heard that plane, let us know. Yeah, that was really low. Um, um, you know, Carolina's getting another piece next week if he's healthy. They're missing McCaffrey. They're definitely missing. That's not who I'm talking. I know, but they're missing McCaffrey. Yes, definitely. That's, and I hate it when you have to 
rely on one player for your entire offense, but yeah. that's what Carolina's got right now. Yeah. Is Christian McCaffrey, and he's on the bench. Yeah, because he protects... Um, he protects whomever's the quarterback. Yeah. Whether it's Bridgewater, whether it was... Um, I don't well, know. Whether it is Sam Donald, whoever it is, yeah. he helps protect them. They are getting um, Stefan Gilmore available next week, coming off the PUP list. Uh, is available after week six. Um, so that'll be another big name for their defense. Yeah, but, I mean, they're not... I mean, again, there's only so much that one player can do on, I know. A, on a side. I know. It is. It really is. <sighs> Moving on to the Los Angeles Chargers taking on the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore. This game had my jaw on the floor. The Ravens are the r- real deal. I would, I would, almost, I would almost say the Ravens are one of, if not the best team in the AFC right now. I put them one. Who else are you gonna put? I know it. it there's nobody else you can really put on that because the NFC is super top heavy. The AFC is it's it's you got one guy, a bunch of other teams kind of floating around there. You got Vegas, LA to a point, um, Denver to a point. Um, Somehow Pittsburgh's hanging around. Bengals are hanging around. I know around. P- uh, Pittsburgh, the Bengals, the Browns, almost to a point. And then just looking up at the top of the mountain, you got Baltimore. Yeah, this team is incredible. Yeah, they are. It was their defense in this game. Yeah, it, I mean their offense did plenty, but they held the team that put up what was it forty points just two weeks ago. Yeah, or was that last week? Was the forty burger? They, they were putting up forty. I think they put up forty points a couple of times already this year. It's it's just they held them to six, two dude. field goals. Yeah, and I think both of them were in the first half. Yeah, they. I think both were in the first half. It's this was a statement by the Ravens. Mm-hmm. This is a statement. Now think about it. They've beaten the Saints, the Panthers, the Chiefs, and the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Four of their wins, four of their five wins against those four teams. God, that's a good team. Lamar Jackson's special. He yeah. even threw the ball well in this game. He had two interceptions. He didn't throw the ball particularly well. Didn't matter. You can run the ball. Yeah, he was still making plays. He was still making plays. Up next, we have the other Los Angeles team, the Los Angeles Rams, taking on the New York Giants in the Meadowlands. Um... The Giants led this game three nothing at one point. Yeah, and then and they then they just... gave up twenty eight points in the second quarter, and they also gave up thirty eight unanswered. <laughs> they gave up twenty eight points in the second quarter. Three of the Giants' drives ended in turnovers in the second quarter. Ouch! Like, ouch is an understatement. What else is there to say? Like, God. I I don't even know what to say. I don't. Yeah, it, it it's definitely rough. I mean, Cooper Cup is unbelievable. Nine receptions, 130 yards, two touchdowns. Stafford, 22 for 28. As we were talking, these low reception, or not low reception, but low attempts with super clean um, completion, percentage. completion percentage. 22 for 28, 251 yards, and four touchdowns through the air. Yeah, he was my offensive player of the week. He was close. I've got one other guy. All right, we'll get um, to your guy when we get to the game, but he was definitely my offensive player of the week because of his efficiency, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and you want to talk about efficiency? When you've got one guy on your team that you're throwing to who takes up a third of your completions, a third of your yards, and half of your touchdowns, how is the defense not putting two or three bodies on that guy? Mm-hmm. Why? Because the rest of the offense is just as dangerous. Mm-hmm. Because 
Matt Stafford is just that talented. It's simple as that. This is what Matt Stafford can do when he has an when offense. he's got an offense and a and a coaching staff that can can lead him to stardom and and a defense. I would and I have I had the Rams going to the Super Bowl. I still have them going to the Super Bowl, and they might fucking win it. All right, so that's the second team that you've picked to win the Super Bowl. Just so you know, in in the last three minutes. Oh, I know. Okay, I know. Okay. Pretty soon you'll have the Jaguars winning it. Oh uh, no! <laughs> no, I it, would have I would have the Dolphins winning it first. I would have the Lions winning it first over oh, the Jaguars. Okay, um, it's just and, the, and it's not a knock on anybody. It's the fact that now Stafford actually has a defense that's going to get him the ball back. That's going to make some plays so this way that they get extra possessions, like mm-hmm. Jalen Ramsey and and Leonard <laughs> Leonard Floyd and I mean Aaron Donald. I mean, they fly to the ball. They create turnovers. They get the ball back for Stafford, and then what does he do? Puts points up. Mm-hmm. It's it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. I just realized what I did when I was talking about the different Super Bowl winners. I pulled a uh, a, a Jerry the King Lawler during the Royal Rumber. That's my pick. That's my pick. Yes, you did. And it changes every few. Yeah, people. it changes every few games. Up next, we started talking about it a little bit. The Houston Texans taking on the Indianapolis Colts, where the Colts just blow them out 31-3. to Carson, again, 11 for 20, 223 yards, two touchdowns. Jonathan Taylor rushes for two touchdowns and 145 yard on 14 carries. That's over 10 yards a carry. Yeah, he had an 85-yard scamper That's for a touchdown. That's insanity. Do you know what's insanity about this game? You ready for this wowza of a stat? Give me the stat. You ready? So, Indy... Ran 26 less plays than the Houston Texans Houston. on offense, right? And they outgained Houston by 35 yards. Did you say 20-something less? They ran 26 less plays and had 35 more yards. That's insane. That's crazy. They could have essentially taken a knee on 26 consecutive plays and still finished with nine more yards than, than Houston. That's funny. It's not funny, but it's funny. That's funny. That's some funny shit. Yeah. That's how inept, after we were talking Davis Mills up last week. Yeah, Davis Mills. Let's go. Then he throws two picks and does absolutely nothing this week. Yeah. Uh. Up next, we have the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Washington football team in D.C., where the Kansas City Chiefs pick up the victory 31-13. to My boy Chase Young got a sack. Yeah. He finally did something. But when you allow Kansas City to score 21 unanswered in the second half, you deserve to lose the game. You went into the half with the lead. You went into the half 13 to 10. And then lost the game in the and second half. And then lost 31 to 13. Because Mr. Mahomes went and became Mr. Everything. I mean, mm-hmm. if you look at his stat line, it's ridiculous. But he did, he had to do everything mm-hmm. run, throw. I, I don't know if he caught his own passes. I mean, he physically had to do it all. It's ridiculous. Mm hmm. One week after I basically said what I had to say, I mean, I'm not going to back away from what I said, but he had to go and be Mr. Everything this week. Mm-hmm. He just, when you're facing a better team, you can't do that. Yeah. Washington is not a better team. No, I mean, you can't do that kind of thing if you're playing Baltimore or the as Chargers. They proved, as they proved. Yeah. <laughs> so, <clears throat> or Dallas. Yeah. Up next, the Green Bay Packers taking on the Chicago Bears in Chi-Town. Hey, I got to give you credit where credit's due. When Chicago held Rodgers to under 200 yards of offense, 
It's impressive. But when your offense, where were they? Where can't were they show up? Where were they in quarters two and three? I'm just curious. Like they were they on were vacation. Gone. They were on vacation. Like you're right. They were on vacation. You, my two qualms with this game with Chicago is their offense disappeared for quarters two and three. And then when the offense finally got a scoring drive and got some gusto in them, the defense just could not make a stop. Mm-hmm. Now, for everything we did to stop Rodgers, the running attack killed us. The running attack killed us. For 154 yards rushing in the game. Mm-hmm. Like, the Bears ran the ball very well. I think they ran for 146 or something like that, so they ran the ball well. But the difference is, you know, Fields took two deep shots and had two interceptions to show for it mm-hmm. because, you know, one of them, um, one of the defensive linemen jumped off sides, but there was no call, so he thought he had a free play and he just threw the ball up. And then the other one, he just he just threw it up and was just in double coverage and stuff. The offense, like, they're doing everything to develop this quarterback right. They're creating a very good ground game. They're doing what they need to do in that realm, but they're just they're disappearing for long stretches, which is not good. You cannot beat these elite teams only scoring 14 points. You held Green Bay to 24 points. Mm-hmm. If you had a halfway decent offense, you could have won that. You game. could have won this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I put a lot. I put a lot on that Bears defense. I really and then, and they showed up. They really did. They really did. Minus that last touchdown drive where Rogers got into the end zone and like started flexing on the fans and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that Bears defense was. Phenomenal. They just needed one more stop. I think if they gave, if they got one more stop, the Bears had a chance to, to tie this game with a touchdown. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I can definitely, I can definitely, or, or actually tie it with a field goal because at that point they're only down three. And Justin Fields can't take two long sacks when you're in field goal range either. That's one big thing he can't do. But he's got to learn. He's got to learn. Yeah. Uh, up next, Cincinnati taking on Detroit in Detroit, thirty-four to eleven for the Bengals. Burrow looked good, nineteen for twenty-nine, two hundred seventy-one yards, three touchdowns, a pick. Uh, Mixon carries eighteen times for ninety-four yards. Yeah, he had a total of twenty-three touches for one fifty-three because he had some receptions as well. Mm-hmm. Um, this may be the only game so far this year the Lions were never in it. Yeah. Um, were they ever in it when they played Green Bay? Yeah. First half, and then the second half got out of control. Okay, that's right, yeah. The Bears game, even though, I mean, you're, you're playing the Bears, so you're going to kind of still be in those games. This is the only one where it just was out of control from the beginning. Yeah, like it, they was, had, it was very heavy Cincinnati. Yeah, it was very heavy Cincinnati. Um, the Lions scored all their points in the third, mm-hmm. I mean, in the fourth, but every time they scored, the defense just gave up another score. Mm-hmm. So it's, there was nothing they could really do. It's just simple as that. The, the, game was, the game was over pretty much by the time you got into the second half, and the Lions went through the third quarter and didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> up next, the Arizona Cardinals taking on the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland. The Cardinals pick up this game, thirty-seven to fourteen. My offensive player of the week is the MVP candidate, Kyler Murray, twenty for thirty, two hundred twenty-nine yards and four touchdowns through the air. And this shows how strong this Cardinals team actually is. Mm-hmm. And they, as I said, they just got another weapon on offense. Yeah, they picked apart Cleveland. I thought Cleveland's running attack was going to do a little bit more. I really did. And I think I just saw something today that, and both... I switched that pick. I had the Cardinals, and I switched that pick to Cleveland because I really liked that running attack. Mm-hmm. And then Kareem Hunt, Kareem Hunt, and Garrett. 
not Garrett. Um, Nick Chubb. Yeah, both hurt. Yep. Your your running attack's gonna go from up here. My my original Super Bowl champion pick of uh, Cleveland <laughs> ain't looking too strong right now. They may now. not even make it out of the. They may I, not even make it to the playoffs. I know with with how strong that North is. Yeah, considering quote unquote strong. Yeah. I mean you've got Cincy and you've got Baltimore coming out of that division. Well, no, you don't have Cincy coming out of that division yet. You don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, true. I mean, because, just because they've turned it on the last Pittsburgh couple of weeks. Pittsburgh could, could turn it on. Pittsburgh's playing well. The Ravens are running away, it seems like, with that division. And Cleveland was supposed to be mm-hmm. like the team to beat. But every time Cleveland seems like the good team, the NFL gods, the football gods, smite them smite with them, them down. something. You know what I mean? I don't know what the fans of Cleveland ever did. But, man, you've got... I mean, Baker's hurt, too. You've got the fumble. You've got the drive. And now you've got this mess. It's bad. Mm-hmm. Up next, we had the Dallas Cowboys taking on the New England Patriots in New England. This honestly could have been this was the game of the game week. of the week. This was the game of the week. If not for the Monday night game, this was the game of the week. Yeah, Dallas picks up the victory, thirty-five to twenty-nine in overtime. God damn, Trayvon Diggs. <laughs> he is looking like an honest defensive player of the year. We said it last week. And then, st- and then we said, hey, if you don't throw at him, he can't be defensive player of the year. And they and threw then at you him. throw at him when you're, and he leading, gets a pick. you're leading the game. You throw at him instead of running the clock out. And what happens? He returns it for a touchdown. I mean, and then Mac Jones, the very next play. Listen, that's not on Diggs. I'm that's not saying the- that's on Diggs. Okay. I'm not saying that's on Diggs. I know it's on Diggs' side. It's- I'm not saying it's on Diggs. I'm saying that's on Mac Jones for not letting that pick get in his head. Oh, he yes. throws at Diggs in the double coverage against Kendrick Bourne, gets it 75-yard touchdown. The play later. Yeah. There were three touchdowns in four minutes and something seconds. Yeah, it's crazy. It was nonstop scoring. In the fourth quarter, yeah. for that matter. Yeah, when the game was on the line, both and offenses. Greg the leg ties it up, yep. sends it to overtime. New England wins the the turn uh wins the toss and then punts punts it off and then a walk off touchdown for CD Lamb yep wins that game yeah i like i, I like his whole waving as well I, i'm not huge on taunting but i loved that yeah i'm surprised they didn't throw a flag for that i know consider some of the stuff they throw flags for with taunting but the one thing <laughs> Dak looked hurt Dak kind of limped off the field some sort of calf injury uh, came out. I mean, it's nowhere near what his injury last year was, which ended his year. Yeah. But a calf injury could kind of slow him down a little bit, <laughs> which this Dallas team is on fire. Yeah, but even if it slows them down, they've got so many weapons, man. They've yeah. got so many weapons. They can run offense. the ball. Yep. If they need. Yep. Um, They can play They can play in the pocket if they have to. If they need Dak to roll out, they can roll out. They can, they can really do it all on offense. They really this, can. This game could have been a lot different, too. Because the first note I have on this is Dallas turned the ball over twice in the end zone early in the game with a pick and a fumble. Yeah. If those both went for scores, this could have been a whole different football yeah. game. Yeah, you're you're talking. Uh, were those their first two drives? It was. It was. Um. I. It was later because they had a touchdown. I think it was seven to seven when okay. these started happening. Okay. So they started off strong, both teams. And then Dallas just started taking over, but they couldn't finish. They'd turn it over in the red zone. They'd yeah. turn it over in the end zone. It'd end up as um, uh, touchbacks, and then they'd start pushing down the field. Yeah. Obviously couldn't finish, but they started pushing it down the field. Definitely game of the week. Easily game of the week. That's your game of the week? Yeah. Okay. 
Up next, the Las Vegas Raiders taking on the Denver Broncos. Much to our chagrin and everybody's chagrin because everybody had Denver, Denver winning, winning this, game. this game because of the Gruden scrutiny. doesn't change the fact that Derek Carr, 18 for 27, 341 yards and two touchdowns. And they also rushed for two. Yeah. 45-yard touchdown completion to Henry Ruggs I mean, early in the game. I mean, the Raiders played well. You know, they Raiders led the whole time. They they're getting out from underneath whatever that mess is. Mm-hmm. You know, they're doing a good job with it, and they're oh. showing that they don't they don't need Gruden. Yeah, I know. I, it's just, I mean, we're not going to beat a dead horse with this. Mm-hmm. It it is what it is. Um, I I have to always compliment him for what he is as an offensive yeah. genius. I mean, he's mm-hmm. he's brought probably the best out of out of Carr anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, now let's see if this team can rally together. Let's yeah. see what they can do for the rest of the season. Up next, the Seattle Seahawks took on the Pittsburgh Steelers on Monday or Sunday night football, yep. where the Steelers pick up the victory 23-20 to in overtime. I put here, and I, I neither team shined in this game. This was a struggle from both sides. No, but if there's one unit that shined... It was the Steelers' defense. Yes. They were in the backfield harassing Geno Smith all game. The whole game, yeah. All game. Four sacks, 10 tackles for loss as a team, as a unit. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Both teams' offenses struggled in this game. They definitely looked like they struggled a bit in this game. Um, Seattle was able to move the ball on the ground when they had to. Um, the Steelers were a little bit more balanced with uh, Najee Harris. Mm-hmm. Harris was doing very well, whether it was running or receiving out of the backfield. Um, but the teams did look a little bit like they were stuck in the mud a little bit. They just mm-hmm. weren't really getting going. But the Steelers' defense was the one that kind of stood out, and it's the Steelers' defense the reason why they won this game mm-hmm. because when you get to overtime and my defensive player of the week— And mine as well, and I didn't steal it from you. You stole it! I didn't steal it from you. You stole it! I thought of it before we started recording. I didn't even look at your paper. Yeah, I can't yeah, read yeah. your handwriting. Blah, 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 um, blah. Blah, 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 blah. Both of our defensive player of the week is TJ Watt. yes. Two sacks, both of them were in overtime. Mm-hmm. Three tackles for loss. He defended three passes, and he forced the fumble that basically set up Pittsburgh with the game-winning possession mm-hmm. for the game for the field, field goal. goal. Exactly. Um, so yeah, if there was a unit that stood out, Steelers defense stood out. That was the one that really caught my eye. Thief. <laughs> up next, Monday Night Football game of the week. Buffalo Bills taking on the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Oof. picked up the victory 34-31 to in what this game. What a game. This was a very, this very good game. This was such a good game. From the Julio Jones catch on the sideline off of... Jones is incredible. Off the defender's helmet. Like the concentration. Jones is incredible. Um, Josh Allen just being Josh Allen. Like being incredible in this game. For a fact, put up 30 points against me in fantasy this week. Yeah. Yeah, ex- just had to put that out there. Exactly. The thing, the thing though, in this game, the two things that are going to stand out is that Derrick Henry's a monster. Yes, Derrick Henry is a monster. Okay, fine. Three things that are going to stand out: Derrick Henry is a monster. Okay, my offensive player of the year pick. That's looking good mm-hmm. so far. Um, you need to put touchdowns against Tennessee because if you score field goals, that still allows them to run the ball with said monster. So if they're down by touchdowns, you have to put the ball in Tannehill's hands. And I know the camera angles and stuff like that showed Allen was short by inches when he went somersaulting through the air and landed. 
when he was going for the third down and ended up being fourth down, then he ended up being short on the fourth down anyway. In the red zone. How are we using replay too much? Come uh, on, dude. Like, I would honestly cause, say... Because back in the day, man... That, that... The call on the field stood 99 times out of 100. And the only time they'd have to go back to replay is if a challenge was thrown. I want that. Like, they're replaying so much, man. Because they're reviewing it, it, so much. It's extending the time of the games. It's slowing down the pace of the game. Which a lot of teams go based off of a very fast pace. A lot of offenses try to hurry up, but with with these forced re uh, forced replays, it just slows everything down. I don't like. I don't mind there being human error. Neither do I. Like, it makes it makes it interesting. Like, you know, Steve Young never wins his Super Bowl if there was replay because Jerry Jerry Rice fumbles. Mm-hmm. You know, it, do. Does Franco Harris actually catch the immaculate reception if there's replay? Yeah. There's there's things that I I really miss that replay is taken away. Like, I would have rather seen four more plays of that Bills offense against that Titans defense on the goal line. Mm -hmm. I give, is it Sean McDermott, who's the head coach of? I think so. Of Buffalo? I give him all the credit in the world. You want to go for the win. Don't kick the field goal. Don't go to overtime. Go for the win. You... You have one of the best offenses in the NFL. Go for it. Mm-hmm. Okay? You have one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Go for it. The guy's been all over the field. He's been making all the plays in this game. Let him make another one. And he basically did. And if there was no replay, that's a first down. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you right now. Because that, that line judge was coming over and ready to call it a first down. Mm-hmm. And then he gets conference. And then this person comes over. And then they got to review the spot of the ball. And it's within the last two minutes, so that it comes down from the boot. It's so bad. It's real. It's just so bad. Um, I want to see it minimalized, getting it back to where it was, where you know each team just has two challenges and nothing comes down from the booth. Just let let the games happen the way that they happen. That's that's really the way I feel. Yeah, I definitely agree with you on that. Moving on to our records post week six. Post dumpster fire. So one third of the way through the season. That's insane to say. I know. We're already one third of the way through the season. Yikes. I am fifty seven and thirty seven. David is fifty one and forty two. Okay, so I'll finish with hundred and fifty three wins. Son of a bitch, that sucks. <laughs> I might have done math wrong. No, it's one third. No, no, no. I'm saying I might have done your math wrong on your... No, I had five wins. So 46. 46. 51. And 39. So you had five right out of four... And eight wrong. Five right and nine wrong because there were 14 games. Oh, whatever. So... One, two, three, 42, four, five. 43. 51 and 43 Shoot. is what it is. Whatever. The guest records. Michaela is 31 and 15. Angela is 30 and 32. Hey, Angela's creeping back to 500. I know. Creeping She's back. She's getting there. You got to creep. Creep. What movie? Uh, the other guys. Okay. <laughs> 
Moving on to the week seven predictions. Before we get into predictions, let's go over the bye week teams. We have the Buffalo Bills topping the AFC East at four and two. We have the Dallas Cowboys topping the NFC East at five and one. The Jacksonville Jaguars in the basement at one and five. The LA Chargers sitting at four and two. The Vikings and Steelers both sitting at an even 500, three and three going into their bye week. Jacksonville can't lose two weeks in a row now. No? They can't. They're on a bye week. True. They're on a bye week. They can't lose it because they just won. So they're technically going to be on a winning streak coming out of the bye week. I know, right? (laughs) Moving on to Thursday Thursday night night football. football. We have the Denver Broncos taking on the Cleveland Browns. I originally had Cleveland, but now kind of bringing it back where the running game and Baker Mayfield, they're all hurt and questionable to play. I have the Denver Broncos winning this game as well does Michaela. Um, so Angela took the Browns and I really don't like this game at all from either side. I don't either. I don't like either of these teams in this game. Um, there's too many injuries on one side. The other team has just been very inconsistent, but I'm going to go with Vic Fangio and I'm going to go with the Denver Broncos in this game. So Angela, who was on an Island last week, Mm -hmm. she stood on an Island for one of the games last week, um, is on an Island once again. Mm -hmm. So. Up next, we have the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Tennessee Titans in Tennessee. And it's a West Coast team coming East. I have the Tennessee Titans as well as Michaela. Okay. So, Angela also has the Tennessee Titans. And my thing is, it's you're getting missed to everything again in this game. Can, can the Chiefs get out far enough against the Titans in order to force Tannehill to throw the ball. Mm-hmm. Tannehill has weapons, don't get me wrong, with Julio Jones and uh, A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown. They got, they got incredible weapons. But can they get into a gunfight with Kansas City? If it's if it's close. If it's close, Derrick Henry's going to run all over Kansas yeah. City. But if Kansas City puts up four touchdowns in the first half yeah, and, and you Tennessee got only fall- puts up a field goal, you got- they got to fight from behind and they don't think they will. Yeah, so I'm going with Kansas City. I'm going on the uh, Missouri Island over here by myself. Alrighty. Up next, the Washington football team taking on the Green Bay Packers up in Green Bay. I think this is a clean sweep for Green Bay, right? The Pack. <laughs> this is a clean sweep. Myself, Angela, and I'm, I'm just safely assuming that Myself you and Michaela well, both yes. have taken that one. So, And I honestly have a feeling we might have a clean sweep on the next game, too. Cincinnati at Baltimore. I've got the Ravens. Michaela's got the Ravens. Angela's got the Ravens, and I've got the Ravens. Yep. Baltimore, best team in the AFC right And they're now. at home. And they're at home. They're at home. Up next, we have the Carolina Panthers taking on the New York Giants. Neither of us are getting on the Daniel Jones train. Carolina is going to come out of this game as the victor. Okay, so Angela's also taking the Panthers, and I'm going back on the You're Daniel Jones. You're going back on the Daniel Jones train? Yeah. I don't know what it is, but no, I'm not going back on the Daniel Jones train. <laughs> he burned me too many times this year. Of course I'm going to take the Panthers. God, I have to be a fool. He he played with my heart too many times. And the yeah. one time I didn't pick him, he, he ended up winning. Yeah. So I'm so all So considering set. all of us didn't pick him, the Giants are going to run away with this game 31 to 13. God, watch. Watch. Up next, the Atlanta Falcons taking on the Miami Dolphins in Miami. I have the Falcons taking this game. 
and Michaela has the Miami Dolphins taking this game. Okay, so I'm also taking the Falcons because I believe they're coming off a bye week, and Miami's got a very tough traveling schedule coming back from... Coming back from England. From London. London. Um, So I'm taking the Falcons. Angela has also taken the Dolphins. All right, split right down the middle. I think this one might be a clean sweep. The New York Jets taking on the New England Patriots in New England. Both Michaela and I got the Pats. Well, I mean, it's Bill Belichick versus a rookie quarterback, right? Yeah. Okay, so everybody's got the Pats. It's also Bill Belichick against the Jets. Yeah, that's just his revenge. <laughs> Let's just say it's anybody against the Jets. Yeah, so yeah, he ha- I have the, uh, the Pats, as does Angela. Up next, the Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Vegas Raiders in Vegas. I know I've always said Vegas has one of the best home field advantages, but both Michaela and I got the birds. Over the Raiders okay. in this game. All right, I- I'm taking the Raiders, and so is Angela. All right, I-, I I just I don't know. I almost feel like the trade of Zach Ertz was like a give up on the season. Really? Yeah. Going for picks, playing for picks. Now. Yeah, I have a feeling. I gotta have faith in my boys. I've because, only turned my back on them once. Because you gotta remember, you know, Dallas Goddard's still out, right? Yeah, he's on COVID list. Okay, so who the hell's playing for tight end? Um, oh my God, I knew his name too. I can't even remember. Yeah, at this you, point. Th- that's that's how bad it is. Yeah. <laughs> the Detroit Lions taking on the Los Angeles Rams. I think aside from Angela, we all have the Rams. Or did you pick Detroit in this game as well? <laughs> no, I've got to make some game ground up, and I can't make picks against um basically a Matt Stafford revenge game. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's you could also call it a, a Jared, could, Jared Goff, Goff revenge game, game because he's going back up against a team that basically got rid of him. Uh-huh. But it's the Rams; they're in LA. Um, we already it's Detroit. We went we went over the numbers on what Cup and Stafford have done together. Uh-huh. Um, Goff doesn't really have that connection with anybody right now, and the way the Lions' defense just didn't show anything last week. It's tough to believe that they're going to go up against this offense and be able to hold their own, especially, again, against the Bengals, the way they looked. I I, I doubt that the Rams aren't just going to put up a 50-burger in this game. I, I can agree with you on that. Up next, the Chicago Bears taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa Bay. Both Michaela and I have the Buccaneers in this game. Yes, so does Angela. And, again... I'll just go with my heart, and Mm -hmm. even though Robert Quinn is on the COVID list, so now you're down your best defensive player this year so far, and the fact that you still don't have... For a second, you said Robert Quinn, and I was like, what the hell is Dan Quinn doing on the list? And I'm like, wait, different Quinn. Yeah, different Quinn. He's a coach. I know. This has been the best defensive player for the Bears all year um, with his consistency against the run, his consistency against the pass, but he's on the COVID list, um, so he's out for this game. And um, which means that protection can slide right over to Khalil Mack. But mm-hmm. last year, Mack proved that protection could slide over to him and he could take over a game against Tampa Bay, which he mm-hmm. did. Um, so I'm going to go with the Bears. I, 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 I have a lot of faith in that defense. And the way that offense is running the ball right now, I feel like they could... They just got to... The offense just needs to make points in the middle two quarters. Mm-hmm. Just, just get seven points on the board. Score 21 points. I think the defense can do their job to keep this game close if you can score 21. Mm -hmm. Up next, the Houston Texans taking on the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals. Arizona. Cardinals. Arizona sweep. Yeah. I mean, Jesus. Do we even have to, like, 
God, this is bad. Sunday night football, we've got the Indianapolis Colts taking on the San Francisco 49ers in San Fran. I have Indianapolis. Michaela has San Francisco. So you're on an island. I am on an island. Yes. All my own. All your own. With, uh, hmm, who is it? Carson Wentz. Yes. Playing for that first rounder. There you go. <laughs> it's got to get all those snaps in for me. Well, San Francisco's coming off a bye, too. I so know. that's the other thing. Monday Night Football, the New Orleans Saints taking on the Seattle Seahawks. Both Michaela and I have New Orleans in this game. This is a clean sweep for New Orleans. Yep. Clean sweep, man. It's just um, Seattle with the claw not being able to play right now. Mm-hmm. It's it's, yep. it's They're not the same offense. Geno Smith's not a, a terrible quarterback. It's just it's not the same offense. Yeah. It, that offense was built for Russ Wilson. Yeah, and it was shown this past week when Smith was just being hounded by everybody because mm-hmm. Wilson would have been able to get away from some of that stuff because he has a more of an understanding of where his weaknesses are in the offensive line and when he's facing certain defensive talents. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cameron Jordan's going to be in the backfield all game for Seattle. Mm-hmm. He's going to be in the backfield terrorizing Geno Smith. Oh, you mean for New Orleans? Yeah, for New Orleans. He's going to be terrorizing Geno Smith all game. So... Uh, this has been a uh, Double Doink Network production. As you guys know, you can always feel free to uh, reach out to myself or Josh on Instagram. Um, I am at Laufen Doink 508 Josh is... I am at the J-L-T-H-E-J-A-U-L-D. Um, we obviously do have the uh, Instagram account that's always active. Always looking for suggestions from you guys. So anybody can always reach out, send us any questions, comments, or concerns on that page. Because, you know... We utilize some of the stuff that you guys mm-hmm. feed to us on this show, mm-hmm. um, as is evidence with the picks that we get from mutual friends or even other people who had given us picks in the past. So don't ever hesitate to reach out and uh, share your thoughts. Yeah, that, we, we that love Instagram it. is at Double Doink Network. Yep. Um, we are over there. We're also on Twitter. I don't <clears> touch <throat> the Twitter. Uh, we've got it on Facebook, too, if you guys want to join the Facebook page. Um, I'm going to try... I said try because, again, schedules suck right now. Uh, I'm going to try and get more active over there, see if I can start putting out more polls, posts, and such like that. But I also share the show after it goes live for anybody that might have missed it. I try and share it every couple of days um, so we uh, make sure everybody that wants to hear it can hear it. Yeah, I've been bad myself on Instagram, so I do apologize, but... Know that if you send me a message, I'm going to respond to it. So, yeah, it, it, messages isn't a problem. Yeah, it, it, it's, the, it's posting the posting and stuff like it's that. It's the posting. Again, it, it's tough. We we both got really really busy schedules. You obviously being a father, me working fifty plus hours a week. Yeah, and I'm right there in the boat with the hours, yeah. so I understand it, man. But you guys are always welcome to reach out to us. Of we love hearing back from you guys. You guys are the reason why we do this. So. Mm-hmm. Um, well, this has been a Double Doink Network production. I have been Dave. I have been Josh. And we have two words for you. Doinks out. Doinks out.